ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. You're with Ali Felton-Taylor for the Queensland Country Hour on ABC Radio Queensland. After a bureaucratic delay of more than three years, a review of the first national recovery plan for macadamia species has finally been adopted. 80% of wild macadamia habitat has already been lost. Three species are still listed as vulnerable to extinction, with a fourth critically endangered. As Macadamia Conservation Trust executive Denise Bond explains to Jennifer Nichols, the plan is critical to secure future funding to protect the unique Australian species in the wild. We now have a national recovery plan to guide the protection of wild macadamias. It's called the National Recovery Plan for Macadamia Species. And the important thing is that it's a recognition by both the federal and the Queensland state government that macadamia species are endangered, are vulnerable to extinction and need a proper plan to make sure that they are protected. So there has been a national recovery plan in the past but it was out of date is that what we're talking about that's right it has been a long drawn out process so the first plan was adopted in 2012 and the important thing with these plans is that we hope to see progress over time and so every 5 years they get reviewed we reviewed the plan and then it just got stuck in politics i guess and We've been anxiously lobbying to get the new plan approved because it really does guide our actions for protecting, conserving wild macadamias. So it's been a long process, but the important thing now is that it is adopted and it provides guidance for the next five years of macadamia conservation activities. Macadamias only grow wild in Australia. So the entire world that enjoys eating macadamias is dependent on our wild trees, on us looking after wild trees to make sure that we will always have macadamia nuts to eat. In addition to that, it's one of the ancient proteaceae species of the Australian continent and it grows in that rare subtropical rainforest along the east coast of Australia, which is full of an incredible biodiversity. Basically from Gympie down to the Richmond River, very narrow strips of rainforest. And the easiest way to think about it is that macadamias love to live where people live. So they like rich red krasnism soils, ideally within 50 kilometres of the sea with a view, if you like. And so that's the area between Northern Rivers and the Brisbane and Sunshine Coast that has been very heavily cleared for people to live and grow crops. The result is that less than 20% of macadamia habitat remains. Only 200 years, we've lost 80% of the habitat. So it's really important that we protect what remains and make sure that macadamias can keep evolving into the future. So what does this National Recovery Plan put in place? Will it stop development on those areas where you know there are wild trees? So because macadamias are all listed as threatened under the Environment Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act, if there's a development plan and it's known macadamia habitat, then they're required not to clear the habitat. So yes, there is a level of protection there. But what the recovery plan does over and above that 
EPBC protection is to show that there's an agreement between both the state and the federal government that this is an important species. The plan has been reviewed by an expert committee. And so when we apply for funding or put up suggestions for conservation actions, if we can say, and this is as recommended by the plan, it's accepted that that's a useful and important thing to do. So it's like a stamp of approval that conservation of macadamias is an important state and federal priority, and it helps us get support via grants and agreements with government to enact some of the conservation strategies. And you've got that amazing Walk with the Wild Macadamias Trail just outside of Amamore in the Mary Valley that people can go and really see what they look like in the wild. Some of them are quite tiny. That's right. So in the orchard, it's a single trunk tree with a big green canopy. In the wild, they're searching to get their little bit of sunlight. They tend to be taller and more willowy. And yeah, they don't look the same. So having a few places where people can go and see them in the wild and really appreciate that they're a wild tree that we've domesticated, yeah, has been really helpful. And there's still so many people who do that walk and go, I did not know that macadamias were Australian. So we feel that we've still got a big job to do in just letting Australians know that macadamias come from here and we're their guardians. If we don't protect them, no one will. If another fungal disease attacked and really went through them, like we hear with bananas or limes, breeders would look to the wild macadamias to see if there are some trees out there which have resistance to that disease. So all the things that can threaten domestic crops, it's the wild genetic diversity that allows you to breed trees that are then more resistant and able to survive into the future. As climate warming impact where we can grow things, there will be wild trees that are better adapted to heat. And so we may be able to breed trees that are more resistant to global warming. So yes, really the crop wild relatives, as they're known internationally, Every country that owns the crop wild relatives of an important plant species has an obligation to the rest of the world to preserve that genetic diversity because otherwise a disease could go through and wipe out an important food crop. Now you've got four species of macadamia in Australia. Not all of them are edible. No, that's right. Two are edible and two are very bitter. So if you ate one by mistake, you wouldn't eat another one because they really don't taste very good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but the two edible ones, the macadamia integrifolia from Queensland is the nut that, you know, we know and love as the Queensland nut. And then the tetraphylla macadamia in New South Wales has a bumpy shell, but also a very delicious nut. So yeah, both of those are the delicious macadamia nuts that most of us relate to. But that's not saying that the other two species are not beautiful in their own way and also potentially helpful for world macadamia crops. No, absolutely. Absolutely not. Just as species in their own rights, they're very deserving of our protection. But definitely all four macadamia species can interbreed with each other. So the potential to find useful characteristics in those two inedible trees is definitely there. That's Denise Bond. She's an executive of the Macadamia Conservation Trust. Well, no one knows more about the wild macadamias than Ian McConaughey. He's devoted much of his life to their preservation. And he's told Jennifer Nichols they're the first Australian native plant to be globally commercialised. 
Macadamias are uh, Australia's gift to the world. They're the finest nut in the world. And uh, we're in a position to be able to do something to conserve them for all times. And we have no idea of the potential of the uh, wild macadamia trees. We don't know what characteristics we will be able to learn or to use in securing a commercial industry. I've been involved with macadamias for 60-odd years. I've always been passionate about conservation or the, the, the need to conserve the wild macadamias. And I guess I led the, uh, the Macadamia Conservation Trust. I founded it and led it from when it first started. What is the status of the four species at the moment? Well, three of the species are listed as uh, as vulnerable. The fourth species, Macadamia jansenii, is uh, listed as critically uh, endangered because it's as rare as the Wallamai pine and it's only found in one isolated rainforest area uh, to the north. It's called Bulberin. It's between Jinjin and Miriamvale uh, in the foothills of the Great Dividing uh, Range. What happened to it? Initially, there was only 23 trees found and we have found... Uh, more populations all in the one area, but in December 2019, the major bushfires came through that area and about 30% of the wild trees were burnt. Some have recovered, some have not recovered. Do you think that many Australians really understand just how precarious the position is for these unique species in the wild? No, I don't think so. That's part of our role, to explain the importance of conserving them. The commercial macadamias are only two or three generations out of the rainforest and macadamias are probably the only new food source in the world that has been domesticated in the last uh, thousand years. So we have a wonderful opportunity to conserve much of the germplasm to use it to ensure that the macadamia industry advances. And what I found so fascinating about it is just how old some of these trees can be in the rainforest. The trees in the dense rainforest don't receive light and they remain dormant. And you've been visiting one particular tree in the state forest at Amamore for many years. Just how long and how much has it grown in that time? Well, I first saw it in uh, 1978. I was shown it uh, by a, a forestry researcher and uh, he had observed it for 20 years. So uh, it's been observed for uh, now 60 years and it has not grown at all in that time. We uh, Just by a stroke of good luck, we counted the leaves on it uh, in 1978 and there's still about the same number of leaves. The tree's healthy, but it's just sitting in the rainforest uh, waiting until it gets light uh, and less competition before it will grow. So really, we've got no idea just how old some of those could be. We have no idea. We've actually undertaken early counting of the annual growth rings, but macadamia growth rings are not very distinct, and uh, we've only done that to calibrate trees. We've known where a tree has been planted, say, 60 or or 100 years ago, and we've been able to take a call and count the growth rings. So that will enable us to verify that radiocarbon dating information is sound. Forestry researchers have developed techniques to be able to do that, and they assure us that they've never had a tree that's been lost. They take a very narrow core out of it, and they fill that uh, core with an inert material and they are very confident that it will not damage the tree health. In your opinion, Ian McConaughey, what are the greatest dangers to these wild populations of macadamia? Clearing is the the main danger. Fire uh, is another uh, noxious uh, weeds. But uh, at least 80% of the wild macadamias that existed uh, when European settlement started have been lost.
and we're continuing to lose uh, wild trees or continuing to lose trees that were planted 120 years ago and uh, we're losing their specific genetics. Ian McConaughey, what does it mean to you that this reviewed national recovery plan has finally been adopted formally? Well, it's taken a long time to achieve it, far longer than it should have, but what it means is uh, is recognition. The Australian government and state governments... uh, uh, recognise that the wild macadamia needs to be conserved and they have endorsed the recovery plan which in, in essence is a management plan to conserve the uh, the wild macadamias in all ways. That's Ian McConaughey, a founder of the Macadamia Conservation Trust and a trailblazer in the domestic macadamia industry. Thanks to Jen Nichols for that story.